Today, more of the Uvalde footage has finally been released. Joe Biden assures us that inflation isn't bad, even though it keeps breaking records. Don't worry, nothing to see here. And John Bolton admits to orchestrating coups overseas. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and I'm a little nervous today <laughs> because I've got uh, both Blaze TV contributor John Ten Doyle. out of tens. That's what you were going to say, right? The, hot, the hottest guys at Blaze TV. Ten out of tens, you're <laughs> nervous because you're not used to being around this amount of male energy. John Doyle, Elijah Schaefer <laughs> of Slightly Offensive. And, um, you know, we're just going to see. Did I finish your sentence correctly, though? Absolutely, that's what I was. They have say. been trying going. to shut this down. You know, in my long <laughs> history of being on News and Why It Matters, which I suppose isn't long enough to get invited to the thousandth oh, episode God, party, but still, Elijah and I have only been on air together one other time, I believe. So it's mm-hmm. going to be a good time. This is very good time. He's my brother, actually. True. Brother from another mother. From another mother. No. Yeah. And you're my Latinx sister. I am. I'm so happy to be here with you because um, there's nobody in the world I'd like to be with more than you as we get mad at police officers and people for literally letting down the children of our country as they were being killed and slaughtered because nobody that I know loves children more than you and is more of a spicy mama and so I'm ready for you to unleash I'm on actually these not even ready because I, I I get so angry about this. I'm like, I'm just gonna try really hard not to cry uh, on camera because I, I'm someone who like cries when I get very angry. And um, so, so let's get into that. So the Uvalde school shooting video that was obtained exclusively by the Austin American Statesman, uh, they released in its into, they released like a four minute uh, montage, and then they released it in its entirety. Um, it, you know, it's interesting. I want to get into what the video showed, but I do want to say it's been very interesting because my producer and I um, tried to file uh, a FOIA request for. The, the video whenever we first heard that, what was it, the Austin American Statesman and I believe it was KVU were the only two media outlets that were able to view all of the footage and then give an account of what the footage showed. And we filed a, a request because we were like, well, if one media outlet gets it, all of the media outlets should get it, right? Like you shouldn't be able to pick and choose who gets to, to view it. And so we filed a request and of course they denied our request and they um, instead appealed to the attorney general of Texas um, asking the attorney general to rule on the matter. So we're still trying to figure out like, why is it possible? How is it possible that only one media outlet controls all of this very, very important information that should be publicly available? Well, now it finally is, but it's uh, obviously a 77 minute video recording uh, captured from uh, the the surveillance footage and they've spliced it together with um, the footage of the security footage of the funeral home that was across the street from the school as well as some officers body cam footage um, and so you can see all of these local state federal officers lining up one after the other after the other after the other other with rifles with body armor uh, with all all sorts of things that you would think that adult men would be able to uh, feel confident enough to go save children who are dying. 
and yet still they waited. Um, so I want to play for you this footage. It's it's a little bit long. This clip is a little bit long, but um, but we want you guys to see exactly what happened that day. Obviously, use discretion because of the uh, the content that we're talking about here. But um, here is a little bit of that footage. So for those of you who are listening, he's entering the school 1133. The gunman is entering the school very clearly carrying a rifle. The security camera pans as he walks down a different hallway and eventually enters room 111 and 112. There's a young student who comes around the corner, thankfully behind the gunman, and they have removed the sound of children screaming. So he's firing his AR. More than 100 rounds were fired. And as he's still firing, police enter the school. But um, the gunman shoots at them, and so they retreated. So you can see them running back to take cover. 19 minutes later, ballistic shields arrive. But no, no one goes in. They just stand there. They've all got rifles. They've all got ballistic shields. 36 minutes after the shooter entered, no one goes. 48 minutes later, the gunman is still firing shots, presumably killing people's children, and nobody enters the freaking classroom. I said I was going to try really hard not to cry, but it's very hard to watch that. And not have so many uh, just emotions, just be infuriated at the lack of response by the people who are being paid by us to protect us. And if they can't be bothered to risk their lives to save innocent children who are in the middle of being slaughtered, what the f are they doing at their jobs? I just would like to know. And, and, and by the way, I, I want to ask you guys. Thank you, Elijah. Um, I want to ask you guys. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on this. And, um, but I do want to also throw out here within this 77-minute footage, uh, you have a police officer who is standing by as children are murdered in cold blood while, uh, you know, Police officers arrived on scene quickly enough to stop it, and he's instead um, getting a squirt of hand sanitizer because you know you you got to be careful with COVID these days. So uh, so he's getting hand sanitizer, I guess, because he knew all the blood was on his hands and wanted to make sure that they were clean. But let me just tell you, uh, your hands will never be clean; they will always have blood on them. And I am a supporter of law enforcement, you guys. I have been an, an avid supporter of law enforcement for a really long time. But anyone that can defend anything that happened that day has something seriously wrong with them. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that uh, the same reason why these types of incidents are happening in this country is the same reason why those guys didn't do anything about it, which is just like a lack of masculinity. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got your tough guy guns and your tough guy body armor and your tough guy training, but when the time comes to do what we pay and depend on you to do, they don't do it. They stand there, they get the hand sanitizer, they look like, you know, like birds, like lemmings who are just waiting to be told what to do. And then when they're told to stand down and not to do it, they, they, they listen. And then they even went as far as to, of course, stop the parents from doing anything like that. And, you know, when this country were a more serious country, uh, I think there would have been a situation where the dads in the community would have just gone in there. And if the police tried to do anything about it, they would have just 
done what was necessary to get the police out of the way. And then when the sheriff came by and said, who just murdered my, my mm -hmm. police, they'd say, no one saw anything, because that was a country that was serious and that knew what right and wrong were, as opposed to just something like this. Well, I mean, genuinely, and I don't, I'm not disagreeing with you, but if these officers clearly are I'm sorry, but they're cowards, okay? These officers who were there, not all law enforcement, these officers who are standing there with ballistic shields and rifles and waiting for, you know, a big daddy boss to, to tell them whether or not to take someone out who's killing children, I don't believe that these are the guys who are actually going to do anything if a bunch of dads get up and go uh, do what needs to be done. I, would, I don't think they're yeah. going to do it. It's like, okay, well, what are you going to do? Shoot me, then shoot me because I'm going guy in. back though and this they, is well they, they restrained one well, of the guys I'm but saying. I'm saying if a bunch of them go but I'm saying like that's the problem is right. you see that that the the immediate act of hierarchy is to restrain the brave men right. who want to go out they were who tasing want to risk parents their life. outside exactly so there's this this common thread in our entire nation where it's like the people that want a good country a righteous country they want a family country whatever it is those are always the bad guys those are the people that have to be handcuffed those are the people that have to be tased those are the people that have to be pushed back because the people in power are the ones that are they're making it bad and they don't want to be exposed for the fact that they're making it worse and so their weakness and everything becomes uh, acceptable becomes okay in a society when they keep themselves as the only ones on the front line, whether it's our media, our government, these police officers, they're like, well, I'm not the only one. We're all mediocre. We're all weak. And that's just how life is. And it's like, it's not. And we have to start fit, real, realizing that there's a real cost to people with the real strength to make a difference and change like in this thing being held back. This, the, the cost here, unfortunately, was, you know, what, what is it now? I think it was 21 people were killed, right, in, in, in there. So 21 lives was the cost of, of the restraint. It's like, how much more can we handle as a country? How many more kids killed? How many more people losing their lives, how much more poverty, inflation, et cetera, going on in our country before the strong are actually allowed to stand up and make the difference that we know we can make. We're demonized. I mean, we literally, everyone's demonized. You're a racist, xenophobe. Again, you're a parent, you're endangering the kids. Imagine that. You're endangering kids by trying to save them. Right. Like it's, it's always opposite world. And then you see this on camera. You very rarely get to see CCTV. You can't watch in real time, you know, the, the politicians screwing up our, our economy, but watching police fumble this one so hard, you realize, I mean, if this is happening at a government institution this low, like a low-level city government institution. I mean, this is the problem all the way from the top down. Our country is broken. And and let me just tell you, I mean, look, I, I get messages from people who are like, you're you're just giving in to the left's narrative of defund the police and all pol all cops are bad and all of this. And I'm like, what what else would you like for me to do right now? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying defund the police. I'm not saying all cops are, I'm just going to say bad instead of the word that they use, right? I'm not the one that's saying that, but you have to be willing to call a spade a spade if you claim to support these organizations the way that you claim that you do, you have to root the bad ones out. You can't do that without calling this kind of stuff out. Yeah, cops are literally only good insofar as we're the ones who are giving the orders. And people will hear that and be like, oh, well, that's hypocritical. Like, oh, you want to win and you want your enemies to lose? <laughs> Isn't that hypocritical? It's like, okay, you're a child. But it's like, yeah, I would rather have good people telling the police to go in there than bad people telling them to stand down. Mm -hmm. If that makes me a hypocrite, I'm frankly unconcerned with that. It's like police are literally just following orders. Right. That is their job. Yeah. And if bad people are giving the orders, then the police are bad. Or if good people are giving the orders, then the police are good. It really is that simple. And I think really I, I had kind of an evolution of that uh, during COVID because, you know, you saw police officers arresting moms for taking their kids to the playgrounds. Hairdressers. Yeah. yeah. Right? Uh, uh, families who were in New York trying to get a uh, bite to eat with their with their kids. All of them were taken out, escorted out by police and arrested. And it's like... What the hell are you guys doing? Do you guys not realize what just following orders leads to? Well, they do know what it leads to, and that's when you sell your soul, right, for a paycheck. I mean, it's not just 
uh, you know, celebrities that sell their soul to the devil. I mean, mm -hmm. people, when you don't think as a person, what is my value of my life? Why do I do what I do? Who is it affecting positively or negatively? When you don't take control and ownership of your own life, you may not notice that when it's just like a teenager not taking ownership and you know getting a girl pregnant until you have to get the abortion, right? And then you realize there's, an, there's a consequence. And so our country thinks, oh, well, no one has to take responsibility. It's just a liberal democracy and we're having a ton of fun and you do what you do and I'll do what I want. But the problem is, is then when we need someone to do what they need to do, not what they want to do, but what they need to do, they're unable to accomplish it. And that's what we're seeing in our country. People are unable to meet the standard and to, to take the call for heroism. It's just not, it's not around anymore. And of course, the left now says uh, that big scary rifle that all of those police officers also had and didn't go in. They don't think that you, as a law-abiding citizen, should be allowed to have it. We should just save those for all of those officers who just stood around and didn't use them. So Sounds like a good idea. Good that plan. sounds great. Yeah, but then they'd be more than willing to use them to come door-to-door -to, -door to take your rifles right. or to stop you from going to church or eating out in public or something like that. Right. Yeah, so. it's, uh, it's very it, black pilling right there. It, genuinely, I uh, do we have? I think I think we have a little bit more fun uh, as as we go on. A little bit more fun things planned for the show than this. Um, but yeah, but uh, we had to get this sick, one out of the way. It should. I mean, yeah, like, I just don't know. Like, it's too important. It's like okay, cool. So you took time to kill ninety nine point nine percent of the germs on your hands, while a guy killed twenty one people down the hall from right. you. I mean, it's like that's the COVID thing. You thought you're like you're you're not even knowing what's going on. You had to wash your hands, buddy. Like, good luck washing the blood off your hands from this right. event. Yeah. How do you hear those screams and not run in? That that's Elijah, it's something that I really I can't I can't fathom. I really can't. And and I'm I'm going to take my Okay, so you don't have a kid, right? No. I feel like any reasonable person hears children screaming and it, like at least makes an attempt especially when we were learning uh that these these officers had they had body armor. They had, you know, they had, they were armed with enough that they could have at least attempted rather than try. Uh, they're fired upon, and then they're like, "Oh no, we have to retreat!" Like, what did you think was going to happen when you confronted him? Did you not think that he was going to shoot at you? You weren't prepared for him to shoot at you. I don't understand the fear either. Like, as men, we seek glory. Like, most men I know, and I don't have kids, but I have a niece, I have two nieces, and, you know, if they were in that classroom, I like to think that I would have, you know, broken through. Like, men I know fantasize about having the opportunity to do something like that, mm -hmm. but the people who are there because they're supposed to be doing things like that just stood back and stood by and allowed for it to happen. Wasn't there something, too, we were going to go over about one of them had, like, a Punisher logo on their phone case or something? Yeah, I don't know. We'll get into that. Let's, 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 um, let me do a, a quick ad. And then we might come back to that. Uh, we want to because we want to thank our sponsor, Nusu Labs. So, uh, if you are tired of trying a bunch of workouts or diet fads that just don't work, you know you got to try to stick to a specific diet and a workout routine. And people are busy these days because Joe Biden's America is rough. Uh, so you go to a lot of companies who might promise a magic pill, um, but uh, look when you look up the ingredients, it seems a little more harmful than beneficial. I was blown away by how Nusu Labs is reimagining health and wellness. Not only are all of their products formulated by a pharmacist, but also they set up guidelines to set your goals and stick to them. They've got a weight control. It's an antioxidant rich formula using the body's own levels of energy production to help your body burn more without any sort of the crazy jitters, uh, without calorie counting and without diet restrictions. And by the way, with every purchase, you're going to get a digital journal to help you track 
your progress. You can try it now. You can go to nusulabs.com slash Y. Get 20% off with the code Y20. That is nusu, N-U-S-U, labs.com. Promo code YWHY20 for 20% off. I could actually uh, bitch about that all day. But um, I know that there is is more news here that we need to cover, um, including Elijah alluded to it earlier in the last segment, inflation. So the consumer price index rose 9.1 percent between June 2021 and June 2022. Uh, This, of course, means that inflation has once again surpassed record highs. Congratulations, everyone. We are we are making records here with the Biden administration. Uh, This is the the, the most recent year-over-year inflation figure exceeds the Dow Jones estimate of 8.8%. I actually don't believe that 9.1 is accurate. I personally think it's higher than that. Um, And they're just using like tricky math, you know, maneuvers to try to keep it as low as possible. They said uh, between this year, June 21, June 22, uh, the price of food increased 10.4%. The price of energy increased just just a little, just a cool 41.6%, and the price of new vehicles increased 11.4%. And uh, look, that, it's okay, because I heard someone in the Biden administration uh, saying inflation is bad, which is why we need to urge Congress to pass more spending bills. He literally, he, that's what he said, which is good when you have these people uh, making these decisions for the country. Um, well, Joe Biden issued a statement saying that uh inflation data is out of date. He said energy alone comprised nearly half of the monthly increase in inflation. Today's data does not reflect the full impact of nearly 30 days of decreases in gas prices that have reduced the price at the pump by about 40 cents since mid-June. Wow, those savings are providing important breathing room for American families and other commodities like wheat have fallen sharply since this report. Man, that, yeah, that's that 40 cents of, of that, those record high gas prices that now you're claiming we're seeing savings on. That's interesting mental gymnastics there. Um, He also claimed yesterday that uh, the United States has one of the lowest inflation rates in the world. Let's listen to uh, our, our wonderful, stunning, mentally cognizant leader, Joe Biden. We are suffering from inflation imposed as a consequence of what's going on in Ukraine, but we have the lowest rate of almost every major nation in the world. So I just want to know, you know, they kept blaming the gas prices on Vladimir Putin. Does he get the, the credit for the decrease? That at to? least kind of makes sense uh, because Russia is a good source of energy. But the inflation on Russia actually makes zero sense. Like you could at least make the argument for the first thing in, in a way that's still dishonest, but at least it logically makes sense. This doesn't make any sense. Blaming inflation on Putin. Maybe it was that we just printed more money during the pandemic and just gave no. it to people. And they immediately spent it, by the way, because when you're just giving money to people who already don't have money, might be because they're not very good at knowing how to manage it, and so they just go and just piss it away. So I'm not a big fan of being gaslit by the uh, the commander in chief. I think it's actually it's insulting to our intelligence as a nation. So mm, well, I mean, I would say Putin gets the blame for the inflation. It's not his fault. I'm not going to give him the credit for bringing the gas down. Um, I would say like maybe the gas just coming down would be the fact that people are realizing the world's not going to get better and stop freaking out and the company's not going to have so much power to, to hold on to the public's wallet. Like for so much longer, people are like starting to get sick of the 
and they're ready to go out and they're ready to do something about it. I'm just saying, like people, people are mad and they don't want to pay this much at the gas pump. So I think companies are going to be forced to to produce more. And if they can't produce more, then more refining is going to have to occur. That's where the main issue I know, I understand is is that the refinery shut down, so they're not their capacity was lower. So if they realize people are mad, maybe people are driving less. I know a lot of people are not able to drive. People are selling cars, thinking about changing things. These companies don't want that, so they got to get ahead of the curve. So I think it's just the companies. Like mm. One of equity. the things I read on Twitter. This oh, is no. one of oh, the. No. One of the least intelligent things I've ever read in my life. There were at least like seven different things wrong with this. Somebody said, it was this upper middle class white woman, said something like, the reason that gas prices are so high is because companies are threatened by the Biden administration. And so they are colluding together <laughs> to artificially raise the price of gas to upset the masses and turn their ire against the Biden administration no. so as to take them out of power. No. That was unironically this woman's take. <laughs> And if you look <laughs> even at, at support for like the Ukraine Russia thing, us getting involved, well, he wants to take down that. He wants to take down the the fossil fuel industry. So I mean, yeah. the fossil fuel industry is like, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the way that we do that is through wars in the Middle East, or we do it through economic cyber warfare like this, like through the through the wallet. I can't imagine the mental gymnastics of seeing like all of the media and in corporate and just Hollywood. Everything's all on board with building back better and just being like, don't you get it? It's because they're just trying to deceive Joe Biden, the hero of the people. They want to take him out. And it's just like, well, yeah. so you that's actually I'm glad that you brought that up because um, Joe Biden, he was speaking to a reporter. I, I don't who, remember who the reporter was, but he kind of lashed out at him in response uh, against a poll saying that, of course, we talked about it on the program. I think it was yesterday. A large majority of Democrats do not want him to run for reelection in 2024 and they'd rather have someone else. And um, he got a little testy with this reporter. Let's watch that exchange. Mr. President, what's your message to Democrats who don't want you to run again? They want me to run. Two-thirds say they Read don't. Read the polls. Read the polls, Jack. You guys are all the same. That poll showed that 92% of Democrats, if I ran, would vote for me. A majority of Democrats say they don't want you to run again in no. 2024. 92% said if I did, they'd vote for me. I honestly respect. He walks right out. Read the polls, Jack. You just know, lies to the man's face. I know you know you know his staffers as he turned. You to saw him get closer. nervous. Yeah, they're, like, they're like, oh crap, he's yeah. doing it again. That's a oh. symptom of dementia. You know, I when my grandma had dementia, I would tell her, you know, hey, you want a cup of tea? And she will practice silence. She would kind of snap at me for just asking very basic questions as well. And that's really what is sad about this. Unironically, is people who've had experience with dealing with people who have dementia, whether it's relatives or family friends. Once you see it, you can't not recognize it when you see it again. And so we are once again being gaslit by the expert class into not being able to correctly identify his mental state because we're just picking on this poor man or something. You know what? I, I actually think because what he was referring to was that there was it's the same poll. Part of the poll asked if the if a Democrat, would you vote for Joe Biden if he was running against Donald Trump again? And 92% of them said yes. 92% of Democrats said yes, we would. But they also answered the question that said they didn't actually want him to run at all. They wanted someone else to run. So I wonder if his staffers just like they only told him about the 92%. That's yeah. all they told him about. He didn't well, even know about the other one. But he also was doing something madly respectable, too, where he was giving that kind of thing where he wasn't lying. He's like, 92% of Democrats said, if I ran again, then they would vote for me. They didn't say that they wanted to do that, but if they <laughs> yeah. were forced into that position. This, this is a man who's been married for many years to multiple wives. He understands how to answer a different <laughs> question and still seem like he knows what he's talking about and move on. 
Oh, I would just, he, he's been a politician for that many years. He's perfected it. And, and say what you will, too, about Joe Biden at 80. How old is he? 82. 82. 82. Or more than right? Oh, he is still better put together 80? than a lot of his constituents would be at that age, which is to say that despite his mental state, he still has more charisma than like the average Democrat politician. He still He's has that smile. Oh. He's still got his little quips and things that he can say to get out of one of his uh, gaffes. The Democrats are literally starving for charisma. They don't have anybody that they could run successfully. And Joe Biden in his state is quite literally their best option. The only other person they would have that would be successful is someone like Gavin Newsom, who's still, despite terrible record, despite he's very off-putting, he's their best option because he's still a relatively charismatic, relatively conventionally good-looking guy. Other than that, what passes for charisma in the Democrat Party is their women who all speak to people like they're like kindergartners and children. This would be your Kamala Harris, your Elizabeth Warren, whatever. Or men who behave like theater kids. This would be your Beto O'Rourke's, things like that. They don't have like a just normal, relatively acceptable, not off-putting guy or, or women uh, who can be charismatic and who can, you know, inspire loyalty. We have that more on the GOP, though. It's also starving. Uh, for that in general. Yeah, uh, this is actually wild. I, when I was looking up Joe Biden's age, which is 79, um, it's also, you know, uh, Nancy Pelosi's 82. Maxine That's Waters is 83? What I'm reading? <sighs> Maxine Waters is 83? Like, what? you never seen her? She was a... Se- Black was- don't crack. It's, I mean, yeah, really, like, good. she looks or, great. I can't stand the woman, but she looks great. She probably has a great know. surgeon as well. What were you going to say? Um, I think I know. Well, I'm actually just going to go to break because we need to children. go to break. So uh, we want to thank our sponsor, Freedom Project Academy. Speaking of children, uh, public education, obviously, you guys know this. For years, it's been in total decline. Uh, they're not teaching your children math, English, science, history, but they are teaching your children how to be woke. They're teaching them about pronouns. They're teaching them uh, about how to be indoctrinated into the LGBTQIA plus apostrophe S community. Um, Look, if you want a real education for your child, which I think you do, otherwise you wouldn't be watching this program, you got to you got to check out Freedom Project Academy. They've done live online learning for over a decade, way before COVID. So they're really, really good at it. And they are built on Judeo-Christian values and a classical curriculum They are providing mastery of subject matter, not leftist propaganda. Uh, They have had such an overwhelming response. They are actually extending their deadline an extra week to July 22nd. So if you have not enrolled yet, now is your chance. You got to go to the site and learn more. It is freedomforschool.com. Watch the video. Learn why so many of us endorse Freedom Project Academy and request your information packet. It is freedomforschool.com, freedomforschool.com. Uh, we just had a conversation about all of the uh, inflation and high gas prices. Well, Joe Biden traveled to Israel today to persuade Gulf allies to pump more oil and bring Israel and Saudi Arabia closer together. Um, during his speech, I don't think you're going to be shocked to hear that he had a gaffe, but this one was like really uncomfortable uh, considering where he was. Watch. I will once more return to the hollow ground of Yad Vashem to honor six million. Jewish lives were stolen in the genocide and continue, which we must do every, every day, continue to bear witness. To keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust, horror of the Holocaust, honor those we lost. The honor, the truth and honor of the Holocaust he wants to keep alive. 
is what he said there. But, he, but oops, it was an oopsie. He meant horror. That's we can all just say it. Why don't we all do that? Be like, you say something you shouldn't have said that was like bad. And it's like, I, oh, I just, oopsie, I, let me crack myself. It's like, he, that's a pretty good excuse. I just messed up. Yeah, yeah. The horror of the Holocaust is apparently what he meant, but that was uh, uncomfortable. Speaking of uncomfortable, uh, the reason that we have to continue to talk about the horror of the Holocaust every single day, which I think we would all agree is a terrible thing, is literally because if they can paint into the minds of Americans and Western people that the worst thing to ever happen was the Nazis, then they can use that to justify all of their persecution against people who are conservative because they look at conservatism, and they look at national socialism, and they think national socialism, well, they didn't like communists. Conservatives now don't like communists. They must be literally the same thing. And so that's why that exists, despite the fact that there were genocides during that same period of history that targeted Christians, that killed, by the way, tens of millions of people in the, the, the Holodomor in Russia or even in Maoist China. Like, communism has a much more just disaster, a disastrous record than, yeah. does, uh, record than does National Socialism. But the reason you have to hear about that is because communists are in charge of the flow of information. They're writing the history books, and they don't want you to know anything about that. But you have to learn about all of this from the, the age of literally six years old that this is the worst thing to ever happen but them they just want equality they're not bad people or anything like that and i think it's a completely dishonest view of history elijah yeah well let's just start by saying um this is the worst president at least maybe since uh i don't know we go back. yeah well maybe at least since like 1913 1914 at least the last hundred years what a buffoon i mean like the fact that he's out there our country's falling apart we're giving you know 40 plus whatever another 1.7 billion to ukraine uh, we're memorializing, you know, the Holocaust and all these things. It's the focus of our government is just like on the tragedy that's happened to another country. But while there's a tragedy happening today, I mean, you have an opioid crisis that's killing your citizens now, mm. right? I mean, and people are committing suicide because of, of financial issues. I mean, we have a problem. And you know what? The Holocaust was horrible. And I think we've all agreed that. I think you learn about it once and you go, yeah, that was really bad. I never thought about doing anything like that. Let's never do that again. Sure. I'll look at every every genocide and I think the same thing. Wow, the Ar Armenians or anybody go, this is horrible. Yeah, the Christians in Russia, et cetera. But you come down the line and you go, man, it's just all show theater. Like, this is what you're choosing to do in this time, man. We need a president who's here who says, you know, I'm not flying to, I'm not flying internationally unless it's about creating a trade deal directly. I want to shake your hand. I want to get back to the, the Trumpian. I'm going to go across and I'm going to meet the North Korean dictator and I'm going to make peace. I'm going to go do something. I'm not going to do this pageantry where I can't even speak and I can't even get my words out. And while I'm like honoring this dude, listen, man, you guys don't even honor the independence of our country. You don't honor the rights of our nation. You don't honor the deaths of the people who died to support our country. Do you think like, you, you care about dead Jews and disabled people? people and gypsies and you know everyone else that died in that war that, that the holocaust no no you literally do not you, like, you just don't and so this guy doesn't care about dead people he doesn't even know his wife calls mexicans tacos you know so like these people are just foolish but again i gotta i gotta go back to that the fact that he can fly internationally and get out there in the sun it's pretty hot out there in israel so if he can do that and, and, and speak he is doing pretty good for being 143. Well, he's starving for allies. Like his administration has managed to not only strengthen the relationship between Russia and China, but to even begin to strengthen the relationship between Russia and Iran, like India as well. All of these like serious countries, some of which have top five economies, are now all uniting together to to start to create a multipolar world where the United States is no longer at the helm of things because specifically of the actions of the Biden administration and what they've done with Ukraine and with Russia. And Russia, by the way is doing fine. Their currency is very mm -hmm. strong. The mm -hmm. people are united against the common enemy of the United States and of NATO. And it's like, I don't think we're building back better. Yeah. Um, I want to, uh, before we have to go, I want to play for you. Uh, we played yesterday the, the lovely 
It, I mean, look at that. The, the, no, the bull nose ring, she, lovely. Kiara Bridges, who is a UC Berkeley law professor, and she was involved in some congressional hearings yesterday on Capitol Hill. We played for you the exchange between uh, Kiara Bridges and Josh Hawley. There was another one that surfaced uh, in which Senator John Cornyn, who I have my own issues with, but uh, he just very clearly asked her, do you think that a baby that is not yet born has value? And her answer really tells you everything that you need to know about this entire discussion. Watch. And do you think a, do you think a, a baby that is delivered alive has value? Yes. Do you think that a, um, a baby that is not yet born has value? I believe that a person with a capacity for pregnancy has value. They have intelligence. They have agency. They no, have I'm talking dignity. about the baby. And I'm talking about the person with a capacity for and pregnancy. And you're not answering the question. I'm asking. I'm, you I'm, think answer, that a, I'm answering you, a more interesting you think question that, to you me. You think that a baby that is not yet born, let's say the day before this mother delivers, do you think that baby has value? I think that the person with the capacity for pregnancy has value and they have the they should have the ability to control what happens to their lives. Well, How is it possible that this is I mean, like this is a clown show. We have people who are coming to testify in front of Congress and they're actually telling a member of Congress, I'm answering the question that I think is more interesting. Well, black queens is tired, Sarah. <laughs> so they've had to deal with white men like that for their entire lives. And you need to be more patient and listen to their lived experience over your empiricism and facts and logic and things like that, which we learned from the uh, African-American Museum on the National Mall are actually constructs of white supremacy. I don't, of course, expect you to know that as a Hispanic woman, but you really should be more conscious of these things. I'm sorry. I apologize. I wanted to bring something up very important for also, I'm not even going to comment on the clip, just uh, for potentially pregnant people or people with potentials to uh, get pregnant. The capacity. Uh, the capacity. Uh, the publication, The Mirror, and just to show the camera, I'm not making this up. I went ahead and screenshotted this from the publication. They want all people who have the, the capacity to get pregnant to know and be warned, do not put ice lollies in your... Wuha to cool off in the hot weather as temperatures soar this week. Experts are urging people who have capacity to get pregnant not to try this thing at home. So I think it's kind of funny though because I just want to know, like John. You know, maybe John's one. He's going to stick a lolly. That's a that's a uh, lollipop. A uh, what's it called? A, a popsicle. Uh, popsicle in our language and real English. Um, and so I just think that you know we've gotten to a point to where no wonder why we have a hard mm. time defining women because if women and men are in a state where men don't go into a valde and they don't, they're police officers and they have all the gear and they don't go save the children. And women are being warned not to put popsicles up their private parts. <laughs> I mean, I no wonder why we, we have a hard time even explaining in a public setting on what a woman oh, really is. And no. it's crazy that's where we're, we, we are, you know? Yeah. It is wild. We're really yeah. the, we are the laughing stock of the world. I'm excited, honestly, for the world to be run by serious people again. Like, China's focused on the fourth industrial revolution. We're publishing articles about that. I'm just going to say, <laughs> you know, I did give you an lolly, I mean, uh, ice lolly right before we started. And I don't see it anymore, John. I never saw you. That is a it. thought that has never occurred to me. Of all the things I've thought about, <laughs> some of which have been pretty messed up because we're men. I have never thought to myself about yeah. that before. This yeah. is the debut of that. Have being you made thought? I, like, but no. I'm just like, but, no. I'm just like, but, no. but nope. This nope. is the ridiculousness. Nope. Like, I, I saw a girl. You're pretty insistent about that. No, are you hiding something? I'm not hiding anything. <laughs> it's just 
incomprehensible. She does look. Why she does, they I'm sweating. You're sweating, but she looks cooled down. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not making accusations. I do want to say this though. We did have we did have popsicles before we started. I definitely saw myself eat mine. The other two, I don't know what happened to theirs. But I can say that it. it you know, you read these headlines. I know they're clickbait, but it's like, man, yeah. When our country is like our media and what people are consuming, it's a girl who, you know, hospitalized because she held in her farts too long. And you just like read this stuff and you go, they think we're stupid. They think that we're dumb. They feed us trash. They give us trash. They're the the the, the actual food that we eat, you know, is trash. And you go, and they, they, they sit around calling our women people with the potential to get pregnant. Do you know what somebody who looks like a man that can get pregnant is? That is just a woman, a woman. with a botched surgery that mutilated her genitals. It's a woman and with made, a mental illness. And, yeah, and made her mental illness look more pronounced physically. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like I always say, and they say trans lives matter and that they need trans visibility. You're not fooling anyone. We're yeah. very visible, and that's the saying in terms of Chinese trans before you do anything with Ling Ling, make sure you hear the voice to find out if she has a ding ding. So that is the uh, that is the, the phrase. Well, with that being said, uh, we got to take a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Birch Gold. So we were just talking about all of this inflation, all of the horrible things that are happening in this economy. Um, you're going to lose a lot of money if you are not diversifying in gold and silver. So the place to do that is with Birch Gold Group. It's who I trust. Um, It's who many of us here at The Blaze trust to help us diversify. They're protecting uh, savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying into uh, the 401k or IRA into physical gold. It's not too late to do this. You can text the word why to 989898. They will send a free information kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. I'm telling you guys, you really need to look into it. It is, it's rocky right now in the economy and it's not gonna get better anytime soon. Let them help you save the money that you earned. It is the word Y to 989898Y to 989898. On CNN, former Trump national security advisor, John Bolton, uh, strangely, I guess, admitted to orchestrating coups. But don't worry, don't worry. It wasn't here. It was obviously overseas. Okay, watch. It's not an attack on our democracy. It's Donald Trump looking out for Donald Trump. It's a once-in-a-lifetime occurrence. I don't know that I agree with you, to be, to be uh, fair, with all due respect. Uh, one doesn't have to be brilliant to attempt a coup. Uh, I disagree with that. As somebody who has helped plan coup d'etat, yeah. not here, but you know, other places, uh, it takes a lot of work. And that's not what he did. It was just stumbling around from one idea to another. Ultimately, he did unleash the rioters at the Capitol. As to that, there's no doubt. But not to overthrow the Constitution. I, these people, It was almost like he couldn't help himself because he really probably shouldn't be disclosing that, but he couldn't help it because Jake Tapper insinuated that you wouldn't have to be brilliant in order to uh, do something like that. And he's like, no, 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 I disagree. I am very smart. I would know because I've done it. Oops, I've said too much. That's like how in our industry (laughs) we'd be like, (laughs) yeah, in our industry we'd be like, oh, my clip went viral. Oh, I did a hit on Tucker. It's like, well, I've actually helped overthrow third world countries' governments, sweethearts. So (laughs) you could just like, also anyone who says our democracy and the Constitution in the same soundbite. <laughs> yes. I was going through my cycle, if you can say that. Well, no, you can't. So they just should not be taken seriously. I you could say. not say any of the things that you had just planned to say. No, because I want to make America great again. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that with people like that John uh, still on U.S. soil. And John, and John, <laughs> to reiterate, I want to remind you, too, that 
our government is capable of uh, planning things to overthrow governments in other countries and to destabilize current leaders. But they were not involved in and could not have been involved in January 6th or in the election of 2020, which was fair and free. So I want to say it's, we can meddle with every other country's elections and we can stage events similar to January 6th that have more violence from the government itself, specifically enemies of that government. But enemies of Trump definitely did not meddle in any elections. They were honestly my favorite ones in the history of the world. They will remain that. And they didn't have any involvement in making sure January 6th was worse than it should be and instigating things, including like, you know, the normal things you do when you're innocent on those things, like refusing the, the request to release files on Ray Epps and mm -hmm. the New York Times writing a glowing piece on him, the establishment regime media, the guy who instigated the Capitol riot. Um, you know, those kind of things prove that our government isn't doing it. But I will say this, we do know one thing. They'll do it in third world countries because there's nobody they hate more than Americans than brown people. That's what the elites. Ain't that, ain't that the truth. I also love that they're even having this guy on to talk about January 6th as, as if he's some sort of like. <laughs> he's like a war hawk. Yeah, as like, or, or like some sort of like unbiased figure. Like he wrote a freaking book basically bashing Trump after he was allowed to be in the administration. Those are so funny. If you go he to just like wanted the, to profit off of the it. current affairs section of like a Barnes and Noble, you see all of the like anti-Trump tell-alls and they all have the same cover with like a picture of Trump, you know, just like sipping a Diet Coke or something and just wrath and just rage, like all making him seem like this total villain. So, may, frankly, making him seem so much cooler than he actually is. <laughs> like, you know, he was choking out Secret Service agents. I'm like, that's my president. <laughs> but like, it turns out he's not actually doing things like that. Well, this will tell you uh, all you need to know about the book. The List price is thirty two fifty, and it's uh, you can buy it though for only nine ninety five on Amazon. So I don't even have a book out though. Well. I want to ask the audiences. Put this in the description because Sarah, you don't have a book out, do you? I don't. And John, you don't Not have a yet. book out. Not I'm, yet. Well, what I'm wondering is though is today rather than having a big book, would you rather just have people release a book in series, like every month release a chapter and create like mini books? Because I feel like people don't read them anymore. Like a lot of people don't. And I'm wondering if it's just because we're publishing the wrong way in general. Are you referring mm. to a blog? No, I'm, I'm referring to like like mini books. Like, like episodes, You do like 30 to 40 pages form. and just every month releasing them. Be like, hey, I'm going to be writing and it pushes you to write it in the month yeah. and you release it at the end of every month. I like the, that. the chapters and people now need to buy the new ones and hang out because I just feel like, and then in the future, people are like, dude, just read chapter two, five, and nine. Because like yeah. that's it. Or, and just yeah. buy those. They're, you're good. What if part. you, because people don't read books anymore, you do the same thing. You're like saying words like you would in a book, but you do it like in like a video medium. <laughs> and then you post that online for people to see whenever you feel like there's something important to say. Or mm. what about like daily news, for example? People who don't want to read a newspaper, you could post some sort of video <laughs> content going through the daily news every day. Not only uh -huh. with news, because they can get that from it. Add your unique opinion to it. Uh -huh. Syndicate this across mm. all platforms and record it every day. It's a genius idea. Like if people didn't want to like have promiscuous sex all the time, so then yeah. you created like digital versions yeah. of it and you disseminated it to children across the country. So all right. Digital, it's not only, on that note, it's not only the news, it's why it matters. Yeah. <laughs> the porn industry, they're like, okay, so kids gonna get TikToker, a teacher who goes by the name Sue Style Vibes, posted a video in which she's dancing while sharing the comments she gets from her kindergarten students about her plus size body. Watch. There are two types of people. Some have a line body, some have circle bodies like you. <laughs> oh my God, you look like Ursula. You have prickles on your legs like the grass outside my apartment. <laughs> I can sit on you, but you can't sit on me. True. 
These are all true. Please don't eat me for lunch. <laughs> you are the prettiest girl in the world. Mm, I don't think they said that. She has the kid Your parents. arm feels like the stress ball. <laughs> oh, this is so brutal. Out of the mouths of babes. They're so honest. They are. Out of the, out of, as, a, as a potentially, or someone with the capacity for obesity myself, who has recently <laughs> once had extra neck fat, I just gotta say this, fat people just need to lose weight and stop trying to normalize it. And if kids point it out, good. From out of the, the mouth of babes, yeah. you know, yeah, they will yeah. speak. So this is a warning sign. Don't yeah. let your cholesterol be the one that catches up to you. I'm Listen so to sick kids. of that trend of these just like freaks being like, normalize this, normalize this. No why don't you just be normal? Like, why don't you just act normal so we don't have to change everything to accommodate you? Did you see the uh, the thin privilege one? That it was like a obese woman saying, actually, I have thin privilege because when I ride an airplane, I get a seatbelt extender, but I don't have to buy an extra seat. It's like. All right, You're, everyone is thinner as if anything than someone would, else. As if any collision would unwedge them. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, but that's it for us. John Doyle, Elijah Schaefer, thank you guys. And I think you didn't get me kicked off, so that's it. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.